Digital Content Podcast, your go-to source for content creation, strategy, and business inspiration. I'm your host, Mel Daniels, content strategist, coach, and speaker, empowering women across the globe to grow their business with powerful content that connects, nurtures, and converts. So if you're ready to create standout content that gets you noticed and remembered, or build an aligned audience who love you and are ready to buy from you, you're in the right place. I believe that content has the power to connect us all. It's up to you how you use it. Listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests, as well as practical tools and strategies from me. It's so lovely to have you here. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 87 of the Powerful Content Podcast. Today, I have with me a business superstar, Tori Kofke, and I know that your mind is going to be absolutely blown with what she manages to achieve in her busy life. Now, Tori loves to help business owners find realistic and achievable growth solutions, especially for businesses out in the bush. Things are done differently in the sticks and good old-fashioned country values are a huge foundation for her business. She's a lover of red wine, gin and pate and has two little boys that keep her on her toes. She's a fan of chunky necklaces and kimonos and Maz from Home and Away happens to be her spirit animal. If you are keen on achieving some pretty cool goals and want someone to keep you accountable and point you in the right direction, and Tori is your woman. Welcome to the podcast, Tori. Thanks so much for having me, Mel. I'm so excited to be here. I, I cannot wait to dive into this conversation, Tori, because our paths have crossed several times over the past couple of years. And I've always really, really admired your niche, along with your ability to do stuff, to get stuff done. You are a true action taker in my books, which I absolutely love. But it wasn't actually till I heard you on a podcast episode with Suze Chadwick that I learnt more about your background and I realised what a wonder woman you really are. (laughs) You're able to achieve and accomplish so much given the limitations of your time, your geographical limitations as well. So I'm sure that we will cover off your secrets on how you do that inside this episode. But I would really love for you to share a bit about your journey with my listeners and how you got to where you are today as that business coach for rural and regional women, because you are full of surprises. Look, I, if you told me 10 years ago that this is what I would be doing and where I'd be living, maybe not 10 years, 15 years ago, I would have probably laughed at you and said, no <laughs> way. You know, I was supposed to be traveling Australia for a very limited amount of time. And if you can't tell from my accent, I'm not from here. I'm originally from Texas. And so I just, you know, as many people do set off with my backpack across the world and then oops, accidentally fell in love with a farmer and wound up in the middle of nowhere. And so now we are based on our family farm in the wheat belt of Western Australia. And it's been an incredible journey getting here somewhere between backpacking. And today I worked for an international oil and gas company. I was a GM for a massive manufacturing company. I learned a lot about agriculture. It's really been a wild ride, but all of those things have definitely positioned me and primed me to really serve the audience I serve today, which is rural and regional businesses. And what I found was you know, living out here, no one was really paying attention to these country businesses. 
And we have some serious logistical challenges, geographical challenges, lack of support. Like there's so many different challenges, even just to put dinner on the table, how some days I just wish I could call Uber Eats, but (laughs) I can't. (laughs) So uh, yeah, it's just a combination of those things that have, have led me to where I am today. And, you know, I've been in business for seven years now. I've had two successful maternity leaves along the way. So I've got two boys and um, two and five. And then I like to say we have a farm. I have a farming side hustle, but really it's like a full scale farm (laughs) Um, with staff and headers and tractors and trucks and all the things. And funny enough that you say I can get a lot of stuff done because my husband agrees and he has decided I need to drive a header this harvest just to really add to things that I already do. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Do you know how to drive one yet? I've driven a header before, but never for like an extended amount of time and not with a two-year-old in the cab with me. So it's really going to be interesting. Stay wow. tuned. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be a massive challenge. I can't wait to hear the story about that one, Tori. Yeah. But you know, going back to something you said about the challenges and, and the daily challenges and the fact that you can't just pick up the phone and call Uber Eats, I don't think that people who live in cities or larger towns really appreciate that or really understand some of those daily challenges that you have. Like I know that you have to drive your child to the bus stop to get to school, don't you? Yep. Yep. So we do have to drive to the bus. We have to, a town, I put quotation marks up, town is 25 minutes away and it's very much, you know, we have a little IGA, we have a pub and a fuel station and that's it. So it's very much a small town, um, small school, bus stop, like it's truly country living at its finest. Yeah, that's so amazing. Maybe can you just describe some of the things that would happen in your day so that people can get a really good understanding of some of the other challenges that you face? So not once you've dropped your child, I guess it actually starts before you even drop your child off at school, right? I mean, yeah, definitely it does. You know, there's some days where we lose power earlier this year. One of our farm life, one of our neighbors burned down a power pole. And so I lost power for the whole day. So coaching clients was not possible for me because we had no power. And because out here, you know, we have to burn our paddocks and get them ready for seeding. And so he was doing that. He just lost control of the fire and there went our power. So that was a bit of an oopsie. So there's definitely just really unique challenges. Sometimes I like next week, I am going to Perth for a day and that's a whole day to go to like one doctor's appointment. It is a two and a half hour drive there. I listen to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks along the way. And, you know, it's, it's seeing, having the appointment, but then it's getting groceries because we've got to maximize that as much as we can with click and collects and that sort of thing, hopefully picking up some takeaway and then making the two and a half hour trek home and getting home, hopefully before the kids are in bed. So it's really a full on mission just to do something like go to the, go to the doctor. We do have a doctor in town, but she's only in town two and a half days a week. So yeah, it's, it's pretty country living is no joke. <laughs> 
Yeah. And that's amazing. And like I said, I don't think that people who live in cities and run their own businesses really truly understand the logistics that, that go into to running a business in rural and regional areas. And I think that that's what's so unique about what you do as well. The fact that you do really understand those women and what they're going through and the challenges that they face every day. Now, given all of these challenges and all of these crazy things that happen, unexpected things get thrown at you. I think I even heard you say once that you have like three different types of internet just in case one of them doesn't work. Yep. <laughs> so given all of given all of this, like how do you manage to do what you do? How do you manage to have this amazing coaching business, all of these amazing clients that you deal with, your farming side hustle, as you like to call it? How does it, how does it work? How do you manage to do all of that? Yeah. So I think it's come down, it comes down to a few things. I think focus and clarity and really not wavering with shiny objects is one of possibly the most important things that drives me forward. I have super limited childcare uh, because I'm in the middle of nowhere and I couldn't work out the logistics of like bus stop and daycare and school pickup. And it was just too much. So I have a nanny that comes to the house once a week, which is lovely. And that works out to be about five to seven hours of childcare a week. And so it's between that, that I run my, my client facing meetings. And I actually speak to people face to face. And then the rest of it behind the scenes is a lot of automation, a lot of content creation, a lot of repurposing content, and then leaning on my team to do the stuff that I can't stand doing, which is like scheduling and uploading and writing show notes and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So there's three things there. There's the importance around a team. There is the repurposing, which I absolutely, absolutely love. And then there is really the self-driven side of things, having that focus and that clarity. Can we just touch on each of those individually? And maybe if we can start with the team side of things first, you have a team from a business perspective, but you also have a team from a personal perspective with a nanny. Absolutely. So having a team to me is one of the biggest foundations for success. I And it's not just a nanny. I've got a nanny. I've got a cleaner. I've got a personal trainer to keep me on track in life. So to me, my time is definitely better spent with, you know, having a cleaner so that I'm not trying to clean the house and watch kids or do something for my business or something for the farm. So for me, that's a fantastic investment. Having the nanny means that I'm not dealing with all of those crazy logistics of trying to figure out where I'm going, when I'm going. Um, and she just shows up and it's fabulous. And then for my business side of things, I am a little bit prone to, if it's boring, I'm not going to do it. And I find admin to be really, really not my strong suit. So I love creating content. I love recording podcasts. I love making content for my students. But when it comes to actually publishing and posting, I just know that it's not one of my strengths. And so that's where I think a team member in your business can help you so much is when you recognize what you're not good at and outsourcing that. So I have a VA that I work with and she has been with me for almost two years now and it's been magical. And then I also have an OBM who just comes in and she just has like a magic wand of systems. So it's just anytime I'm like, we could do this better. She comes in and she just systemizes things or automates or puts some zaps in place and she just makes things flow better. And I need that. 
for efficiencies, obviously. Like if, if I have to do it manually, it's going to take longer. So if we can have a system built in, fabulous. Yeah, I love that. And I love the fact that you've, you're looking at outsourcing as well as an investment rather than an expense. So it's an investment from a personal perspective. It's an investment in yourself, in your health, in your mental well-being as well. And then from a business perspective, well, it's an investment because you get to do the fun stuff and not the stuff that you don't, that doesn't light you up. That's exactly it. It's totally investment. And I think if we look at it as an investment, it brings so much more abundance. Like we're looking at things from a growth perspective. We're looking at things from just more love, more for everyone really is how I like to think about, about it. Whereas if we're thinking about it as, as an expense, it doesn't necessarily have that, that flavor of abundance with it. Yeah. I love that. Now, Tori, how do you actually go about bringing the right people into your team? Look, I have gone through, I think I had to go through maybe three or four VAs before I got to the one that I have now. And it was a combination of things where I wasn't hundred percent sure on what I needed to outsource that clarity around like, what really should I be outsourcing as well as having some systems already set up for her to step into. For me, I realized the biggest thing that I could do was gift her a project that I had some basic systems around, but really let her run with it. And so there's certain things where I probably couldn't even tell you how we do them anymore because she's taken such incredible ownership of it and I'm more than happy to let her. So it can be a little bit of trial and error, but I think it's also just trust and finding the right person Mm -hmm. and and letting them take ownership of of a project. Yeah. And not being scared that the fact that it might take a few different goes to find the perfect person and, you know, to let people go with love. If they don't fit with you in your business as well is really important. I think that people tend to hang on to things, don't they? They don't want to let them go because they've already invested so much time, energy, and money into something that they just don't want to let it go. So yeah. Yeah. I I think it's really important if it's not a good fit, then bless and release and move on. Beautiful. Love that. So that was the first point, like around the team and the importance of having a team and the right team around you. Let's just talk about repurposing for a second, because, oh my goodness, I love that so much. I would love to know what does repurposing look like for Tori? Yeah, definitely. So I have in my business, I call it the master content blueprint. And it's what my VA works off of. And basically we start with core pieces of content. So whether that be a blog or a podcast, usually it's a blog. And then the blog turns into a podcast, which turns into reels, which turns into carousels, which turns into newsletters. And then it becomes static posts and it all just kind of filters down. So for me, repurposing that content means that I'm really just investing kind of time at the top end and then allowing my VA to step in and take my kind of thought leadership, my opinions, my ideas, and then turn that into even more. Yeah. I love that. And what about, you know, times when you don't have the energy or, you know, the time in your day to actually create the core content and then flow down? Is there something that you do there? Yeah. So for the first half of this year, I think I repurposed content completely for six months. I was pretty burned out. So I just repurposed content and it's funny. No one noticed my business didn't drop off. I still got clients. It was all fine. And obviously like I've got years of content to pull from, but 
I don't think that that matters because I think if you're really solid in kind of your principles, your content pillars, your branding, your messaging, what you're selling, what, what you're trying to, who you're trying to attract. I think if you're really solid on that, you truly can just repurpose over and over and over again. And so I am a huge fan of just popping up the same post from six months ago. I love that so much. I'm a huge fan of that too, especially in those times, like you said, where you just don't have the mental capacity uh, to be able to, yeah, really create new things. And like you said, no one notices, really. No no one one notices. No. (laughs) And right now, like I am doing a big batch of content so that going into kind of the busier time of year with harvest and Christmas and all of that, I do have a big content bank. So a couple of times a year, I'll just sit down and I'll record, you know, 10 or 12 podcast episodes and I'll try to get really far ahead. Yeah. Wow. So, so batching is one of your, your key um, oh, yeah. tasks as well. Yeah. Batching is a big, big thing um, for me. And I find that, you know, some days I really have the energy and interest to create content. And so I really make sure that I pay attention to what feels good for me. And I'm not trying to force content creation on a day when I I'm feeling a bit flat or a bit tired and I'm doing it when it feels like a really good space for me. Yeah. Cause people do pick up on that energy. Don't they? If you're creating from that space of not of unlove, I guess you yep. call it. They really, really do pick up on that. So I think that that's a great point as well. Thanks for that, Tori. So we've spoken about team. We've spoken about repurposing. And then the third thing was around having that focus and clarity and not being distracted by the shiny objects. And this is something that so many people struggle with. How do you do it? How do you maintain that focus and clarity when there are so many distractions in this online world? Yeah, so I am really clear around what brings my customers in, so the actions that bring me customers, delivering my programs as much as it'd be fun to switch up my programs every six months, three months. I don't, I really stick with my programs that are proven and that deliver, that get my clients results. And so when I'm feeling, I guess, excited or wanting to chase the shiny object, I kind of funnel that energy into either content creation or like a lead magnet, something that is kind of top of funnel, more experimental and not necessarily like a core business activity and something, as long as I'm I'm not impacting on those kind of income producing activities, then I think I can kind of flit around if I have time. But for me, email marketing, content creation, podcast, those are some of the core drivers that then bring people onto my discovery calls and then funnel into my programs. And as long as I'm doing those things, then then basically the, the business is going to continue, in my opinion. Yeah, I love that. And What about for someone who's listening who may struggle with that focus and clarity and who may be constantly downloading those freebies and all of those shiny objects, watching all the webinars, the masterclasses? What would you say to them, Tori? Oh, I have this whole concept called the, the cycle of stuck that we fall into this kind of rhythm or pattern of overconsumption, which then leads us into like analysis paralysis, where we're trying to decide what foot are we going to put forward? And then it drives perfectionism. And then we wind up more stuck than we were at the beginning. And so I think editing and removing and muting and deleting are some of the best things that we can do when we're feeling 
stuck or we're feeling like shiny object syndrome, we're chasing all the things, remove, edit, delete, and, and just lessen your world, I think is, is the best thing you can do. Great piece of advice there. Thoroughly agree with that. My goodness me, because I kind of liken it to you know, when we first have our babies and we're not quite sure exactly what to do with them, how to handle them, what they should be doing, what to expect. And we have all of these sources of information coming at us. We have our parents, we have our friends, we have our other relatives, we have the older relatives, the younger relatives, the books that we have. Like There's just so much input that there comes a point where we have to just choose those trusted resources, just make that choice, make choose one of them and, or to a couple of them that we really, really trust and then just get on with it. So I love that advice of removing and deleting those things that aren't serving you. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think a piece together strategy that's come from chasing shiny objects is not going to be a recipe for success. Mm, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Now, just talking about your programs and the offers and the packages that you have, Tori, at the time this episode goes to air, you will be about to launch your beautiful mastermind again. So do you want to just let us know exactly what that entails and what people can expect from Tori Kotke? Yeah. So my mastermind, I created it when I was oh gosh, I think I had a six month old or seven month old. And I realized, okay, (laughs) I don't have as much time for one-on-one clients anymore. And so that's where my mastermind came from. And it has turned out to be one of the most beautiful things I've ever created. It is just incredible because it brings together these women from across rural and regional Australia into this really amazing container where they get to chat, explore, support. It's, it's amazing. And so it is a traditional mastermind, you know, we meet once a week, but then because I don't ever want to lose focus from kind of strategy and growth, they get, you know, Voxer support with me. We have monthly one-on-one coaching calls. We have content reviews so that I'm really alongside them in their business. But then the bonus is they also get all of these other women supporting them as well. Yeah, amazing. And that's one of the greatest things I think about being in online business is the community side of things. And you've got a very, very special community in terms of the rural and regional businesswomen as well. Something else that I know that you've just launched or recently uh, put out into the world, Tori, is a brand new podcast. Yes. So Big Money Energy is my like brand new private podcast. And so you do have to subscribe to get it. But It's all about abundance, growth, growth mindset. And so if you feel like mindset is kind of a bit of a mystery or something that you're diving into, or maybe it's just something you want to explore more of, I've got this limited podcast series that's all around it. Sounds amazing. And I will make sure that I pop the link to those in the show notes as well, Tori. And I really recommend if you are, especially in rural or regional areas, even if you're not, even if you like me, to jump on and subscribe because Tori is absolutely full of wisdom and amazing experience as well. Tori, before we finish up today, I love to ask all of my beautiful guests about their superpowers because I love it when women not only use their superpowers, but actually own them as well. So what would you say is your superpower? Look, I think my superpower definitely comes down to my ability to focus, which is hilarious because I can be so scatterbrained, but when a task is at hand, I am definitely like, I go into hyper-focus mode and 
the other day, I made a meal planning spreadsheet for eight weeks. And so just hyper-focus is, and it's why I can sit down and record 14 podcast episodes. So that is sometimes to my detriment, but it's definitely a superpower. I love that. I love that so much. And do you have any final parting words of wisdom? Look, I think I I know that you're all about powerful content and I think that it can be such a huge driver in your business and that using it to attract and find your people and then repurpose it over and over again is just one of the best things. And I love that kind of core message that you have in your business. I love it too. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your wisdom with my listeners. I truly appreciate you being here, Tori. Thanks so much, Mel. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. To get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at Meld Business. And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, Hell Mel, stop talking. I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join the Content Effect, my membership inspiring women with service-based businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. You can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google the Content Effect. The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Hop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more. Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content.